0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast.
1: Previously on Out Now with Aaron and Abe.
2: i
0: Now recording, and this is out now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is Abe. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, Abe! There you are. You're right next to me. Aaron, this is so awkward. <laughs> there you.
1: It's like, a, it's like I'm a- touching you right now. <laughs> it's
0: like a bonus
1: episode. It's another
0: bonus episode. Wow. Yeah, we're doing this here. Okay, <laughs> we're doing another special holiday bonus episode. Abe and I are in the same room with our guests, which I'll get to in just a oh. second. So shut up, shut up over there. So mean. <laughs> in, I don't know. Just venom coming <laughs> try, from. Should I, don't, I don't, leave? I don't, nah, whatever. This is this is another <laughs> bonus. No, Sit. Thanks, It's the holiday season. We're all very busy. A lot of movies coming out. We're trying to do as many recordings as we can. And so here we are. We had another one. We had a great one with Laramie the other day for Anchorman 2: American Hustle and Inside Lou and Davis. So now we're going to talk about the Secret Life of Walter Mitty and The Wolf of Wall Street. Long titles for each, so good. Times we paired those up. Um, and joining, <laughs> joining us, I back skipped over some things. Out now is a film podcast. David we discussing new movies weekly. If the you intro? didn't know, that. yeah, no, it's the true. intro. It's a film podcast, guys. Uh, we talk about a lot of things generally, but right now we're just going to focus on some man reviews. Joining us to discuss the secret life of Walter Mitty and the Wolf of Wall Street, we're in his house right now. It's Ken Nofzinger. How's it going, everyone? Thanks for having me on the podcast again. Yeah, sure. Hey, to have you. Ken, we love you. Love you too, Abe. <laughs> Alright, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. ah, ah. so yeah, we're going to talk about The Secret Life of Walter Mitty and The Wolf of Wall Street in that order, and then we're just going to get to, we got to ask for a lot of listeners' questions on the old Facebook page, Facebook.com, so like, we're just going to go, just just straight that, we're going to skip out a lot of the other stuff, but we can get some announcements stuff in here. Um, it's the holidays, as we've been doing, we'll get more reviews out as we, as we can, uh, Top 10 show, that's coming up eventually as well, uh, early next year. Got the guests lined up for that one. That should be fun. It always is. And it's always generally pretty long, too. It so, is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. iTunes reviews and ratings. Good to get those. Helps out the show. Uh, it <laughs> helps people find the show. Um, it's just good to do. It, helps, it makes us feel better. It makes Abe feel better. <laughs> give, give Abe a Christmas present. Send him an iTunes you review. Should. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you should. It'd be great. Don't be a Grinch. It's free. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Help
1: your heart expand three sizes, and then don't die of a heart attack. But, you know... <laughs>
0: Go on, I want to hear more. more. (laughs) (laughs) Physiologically speaking. All right, good one. Um, So yeah, (laughs) despite that, I (laughs) (laughs) is really really helping out. You you know We'll get to the pages and stuff, everything. But I do want to probably uh, I forget to do this every time. The HHWLOD—that's the network that hosts our show. They have a Facebook page now. The Facebook page.com, Facebook.com slash HHWLOD. You go there, you like that page, and you get access to all the different shows. All the updates go there, but. Because we're cool like this, we've been putting out different UV codes for a lot of different movies just like at random, like every time we reach a new kind of milestone, whether it's 125 likes or 150 likes or even just at random. Like we put out like a code for The World's End the other day, just free UV codes, and whoever gets them first gets them, gets to have a free digital copy of whatever movie. So, like that page, slash hhwlod.
1: Aaron's a little nervous because I'm rubbing his leg right now.
0: It's a little weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, voicemail, <laughs> last, last thing, voicemail. If you want to leave us a voicemail, uh, feel free to use 972-798-3830. Leave a message for our show, and we'll be happy to you know get it on the air and uh, answer whatever question you might have. Or just take the compliment and never listen to it again. <laughs> or take the negative and you know also let to do it repeatedly because we're perfectionists. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> um... <laughs> um Let's uh, let's move on here. Let's get to know everybody where I think Ken has one question for us. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Apparently no one else does. But that's okay.
3: This can be a for everyone for the group. <laughs> just to just to like
0: Ken did Ken likes Ken did prep for the show. I'm very happy. I like what our guests do prep. It I'm makes he it easier has on notes us. Right He has now, notes. He has true. more notes than I do. On a legal page. Multiple pages, <laughs> yeah. So Ken, what's your question? So
3: um because I felt the Wolf of Wall Street uh, Jonah Hill really stole the show by his really stepping out into a more serious role in acting I know he's been doing that in recent movies like Moneyball for example uh, but he started off as more of a character actor and my question was are there any character actors that you know of today that you'd like to see step into a different role or more serious role where you really see really potential
1: in them It's hmm. a good question because uh, some of the characters that I, I like
0: already are sort of starting into it and that's uh, like Steve Buscemi or like William H. Macy would be like Oh. maybe key examples yeah. of ones that used to be character actors but are now like leading things mm-hmm. like, yeah like they're both well up for people. the show Will Fickner I was thinking of too Will Fickner yeah. yeah that'd be good but cool. uh
1: even coach, Kyle, uh, yeah, for the show, Kyle Chandler. He's really sorry. He's a really sorry. For the show, Kyle guy. Chandler. So I was really happy about scene. him. Yeah, yeah, because he's had... He's
0: I had, mean, but he was the lead in a TV series for six, seven years. So yeah. I mean, like <laughs> kind he of, kind of, did. Although the transition from TV to film is sometimes
1: a rocky road. Yeah,
0: yeah. but you know, he was on using King Kong swinging around on branches, shooting dinosaurs and bugs. So <laughs> but, um, as a faux let me let me star. think. Like, yeah, let me. Bruce Baxter. Um, I know the name. Um, let me let's see. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, more William Figner would always be cool, but I think he was oh, leading some cool. show too. Like that was probably, TV show. Yeah, some TV show. Well, he
1: was doing that one San Francisco Doctor Hart yeah. TV show. The last of four, I remember like, that show, he was doing John Hanna
0: from uh, the Mummy movies. Um, <laughs> God, MDs, yeah, MDs. Yeah, yeah. don't need, the, we don't need to worry. We don't need to dwell on this. <laughs> it's there such, you a, go. such a random poll.
1: Um, if you know Will Figure, tell him that we like his book. Let's, let's see God,
0: um, what character actors that are like that I like seeing there.
1: Michael
0: C Williams. What? I don't know. Michael K Williams. Michael Omar K. from the Wire. Yeah, yeah sure. I know. Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, Omar. I can see it. Oh, An Omar see. prequel. An Omar prequel. It can feature bubbles. <laughs> Let's just make more Wire jokes for people that haven't seen the Wire, <laughs> like me. There you go. Where's Wallace? All right. Thank you, Ken. <laughs> um, That's how you play no everybody. Yeah. All right. Wait, we didn't get the no no right. No, right. That's see, it works better when we're all in the same room. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> okay, let's get right into it. Let's get to our first review here. We're going to talk about the secret life of Walter Mitty.
1: What is it you call it when he goes into one of his little places? Oh, zone down. You do that now and then. What's the matter?
2: I lost the picture.
1: You should go crack the case.
3: Oh my god, that really happened. Real face. Sorry for bombing your face. I
2: love mysteries. There's parts you think can't connect, and then in the end they do. Life is about courage and going into the unknown.
0: Okay, so that's it with some of the trailer for The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I'm just going to read the IMDB description here. A Daydreamer Escapes His Anonymous Life by disappearing into a world of fantasies filled with heroism, romance, action. When his job, along with that of his co-worker, are threatened, he takes actions in the real world embarking on a global journey that turns into an adventure more extraordinary than anything he could have ever imagined. Boom, 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 boom. That's right. I went there. Wow. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Ken. (laughs) Yes? You saw Walter Mitty. What did you think of this film?
3: I loved it. Um... I thought that the it was really well shot. The, cinema, the cinematography was fantastic. The sets and the special effects it just it looked great all the way through. Um, but more than that, I uh, I really felt like it uh, struck a chord with me because as a as a working person, in it, everyone has I find that everyone has the desire to be something special, so extraordinary in a very ordinary world. And a movie like this really exemplifies that. All the actors and it feel like very ordinary, very normal. It's you feel like the where you are in the beginning of the movie is. Places you've seen in your life, but just following his character as he goes through these extraordinary events, um, you, it, you get this sense of hope. And so, because of that, I, I found myself really enthralled by this. Um, ben Stiller did a great job. Uh, really, all the cast I was impressed by. So,
1: yeah, over, overall, I'd say I enjoyed it. Cool. Abe? I thought it was okay. And I think that's mostly because I think it was unfair for me to watch this after watching The Wolf of Wall Street, which mm. I got on a really big high with. And uh, yeah, because I did cocaine, I did drugs before, and so did, oh, yeah. that's what's known as prepping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ludes. ludes. So yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you know, I found a lemon and uh, I just One popped life it. Lemons. Yeah, <laughs> just pop, yeah, I I didn't didn't pop see them. See the secret lemon, <laughs> Walter. Did. Wait for thirty minutes. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, the movie itself is it kind of goes from back and forth for me between something that is kind of ac- extraordinary. To something that is very okay ordinary, meaning he has these these wild fantasies and then he kind of just switches gears and decides to do them uh, in real life. He he plays them all out because, again, like what Aaron said, his job depends on it. So I found that to be strange to find him wanting to do these things and have the drive to do them in such little time. It breaks down pretty easily. Um, He's also very quiet when it comes to some of these relationships, but he just goes for it. So it kind of goes back and forth for me and I'm not saying that the visualizations are that great and I thought that the characterization was good uh, Adam Scott is just I, I feel as though he's, he's I know what his character is supposed to be supposed to be the bad guy but ultimately I think that they, they just make him so cheesy to some degree that it really doesn't work for me and the, neither does the
0: beard um, even though I like Adam Scott a lot you notice him. everybody working with him has beards as well I know yeah I, I noticed that. Yeah,
1: and then I was like well I was thinking there's a scene where, where uh, Ben Stiller shows up and he's got a beard too and I was like this doesn't work out. Then you gotta shave. <laughs> but for the most part, it's an okay movie. Um, again, I I, th- I don't think I'm giving it due justice just because of the uh, the I guess the starting point in which I saw it. But for the most part, it was okay. I uh,
0: I really liked it. I um the the best I can say is I want to see it again. I saw it a month ago at this point now, and I really want to get back to it again just because I would like to appreciate it more. Um, just because I do admire it and I think it's. It seems to be it's getting it's getting a lot of mixed reviews, which is not surprising necessarily, but it seems like it's coming from a place that stems from well, the trailer's so hipstery and stuff. Where I don't think that's necessarily true, and I don't know why it needs to be assigned that way. I just think it's it's very broad, and it, I guess for some reason that like makes people like automatically dislike it for some reason. But I think the people that have been seeing it that don't need to be snobby, I they have appreciated it. Um, I don't think it's perfect by any means, but I think it's very entertaining. I think it. It works on a certain level that something like I guess like if the weatherman had more fantastical elements to it, you, think, you know what I'm yeah, saying? I know what you mean, yeah, yeah. and what I like is that it does go into the like it's it's like all plays out very real after the kind of initial fantasy even not like. It, not like you can actually fight a shark but like it it plays that it's not all fantasy sequences and I think the the lowest point of the movie for me was actually when you're watching these kind of fantasy scenes where like they look neat except for that Benjamin Button one which was kind of poor by the way (laughs) a when they were getting older he was getting younger but I mean (laughs) I think after that like I think it really just picks up steam I think it really moves forward and then just doesn't stop and I, I really enjoyed that I think it certainly plays very broad, which I think can throw people, some people, out like certainly more. I don't know the less of the general audience because it it's very it's obvious what it's doing. It's like live life and yeah, like it's very. But it it works in that extent. And that's why I didn't mind how kind of on the nose everything was and how truncated things felt because it's. It's not supposed to be realistic. It's like a hyper-real reality where he can go to Greenland and Iceland and the Himalayas within the span of two weeks and be able to accomplish these well, like things. Well, in the span of two days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he grew a beard. Yeah, he grew a beard. <laughs> so he showed the beard. passage of time. <laughs> <laughs> and, like... So, I mean, it just... It worked for me. It worked for me as kind of... If, if I'm if I'm going to go see a movie on Christmas Day, I'd rather see something like this that has some ambition to it that looks great, that has some really cool direction great. from Ben Stiller, who's five films deep and keeps expanding his, his scope in terms of direction. Um... I'd rather see that movie than the movie where like, you know, some standard Christmas comedy where two old comedians have to struggle to put up light <laughs> decorations on their house in time or something like that. Danny Vito and Tim did a great job! I'd rather, I'd rather see this movie. Christmas at the Cranks is great! So, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, props to Ben Stiller on this. By the way, this is a real step in a new
0: direction. Is there?
3: Has he directed anything like this before? I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm I, I think it. I think T- Tropic Thunder I, yeah. has a
0: lot of a lot to it beyond just like, hey, it's funny. I think yeah, there's a like, lot oh, of, to the war sequence and stuff, and yeah. even Zoolander has like its inspired moments in terms of <laughs> in terms of film, but in terms, yeah, in terms of filmmaking. This is certainly more ambitious than yeah. a lot than his uh, Reality Bites cable guy. Zoolander, yeah. and this but bit. I mean, definitely,
1: I, I did see or I did get snippets of uh, *Tropic Thunder* here, just in terms of the action sequence filming. Um, you know, there's that that weird pavement uh, escapade that he goes on with, with Adam, like, Scott, with Adam yeah. Scott, and even like I'm diving
0: like, off a building into another building. Like yeah. it looks, it looks cool. Like it does. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the best special effects of the year. It looked <laughs> it great. But.
1: but yeah, for the most part, it's you know
0: I, I did appreciate everything about that aspect of it. I mentioned The Weatherman. It is written by Steve Conrad, who wrote The, the Weatherman man man? as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> so, yeah, There you go. The Weatherman is
1: like... If you haven't seen The Weatherman, go see it. It's good. It's a good they have like a, a live man funeral wake a, thing, and it's kind of very that's sad. That's where you
0: go with the recommendations? Like, go look, see that movie. There's a really sad scene in it. Like, what is, Michael <laughs> Caine's great, <man. laughs> And
1: Nicolas Cage doesn't have a dollar for the vending machine. <laughs> but Definitely, Walter Mitty... I don't know. I... I liked how everything was surreal and real, but there were parts where he's living in his regular life and he still sees Christian Wiggs character pop up.
0: And that confused me. because well, the bit. fantasy stuff never goes away. Yeah, it's just, it, just it, it becomes more subdued. Does it become a part of I mean, Well subdued such to the point where it's Subdued where it's not him literally blanking on a situation and like just standing still, it's like him Using it to motivate okay. him Motivated to go yeah. somewhere, like having Kristen Wiig appear singing Playing a song to him, giving him, yeah, vert- yeah. Vert- like seeing her while he's biking somewhere, and the birds in the yeah, sky exactly. and stuff. Like yeah. it's just like the birds are actually telling him that the end is near. Again, like, it's a very it's like yeah, I don't know. it's a very it's a very obvious movie, and that doesn't <laughs> yeah. that doesn't bother me because I was enjoying watching the movie. <laughs> yeah, I've been speaking very
3: hollow of it. The the biggest downfall of the movie, I'd say, since uh, just to round up my perspective on it, is there's a lot of like B.S. machina in it. <laughs> There's a lot of oh surprise! He found what
1: he was looking for yeah. right
3: ahead of him, and he magically got that hint that realistically would not have happened.
1: I mean, honestly, so, I mean, he couldn't. He probably could not outrun those Chilean miners. To the I or, saw or, it happen to in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> they had a head start, and they were horny.
3: But you, be, you just want to believe in his character, at least I That's did. True, so because yeah. of that, I was willing to look past it. And so it, it does what it does very well, um, because I feel like it's very
0: engrossing. I, um, I think that comes from the character I think Ben Stiller does a good well, job as an actor he does movie. and
3: that's actually where my question initially came from and then after I saw Wolf of Wall Street I was like well Jonah Hill really blew me away in that <laughs> one so I'm gonna and his it. veneers well cause yeah. it
0: comes back to something I like about in Ben Stiller movies where he's not playing like Neurotic guy, like he does well at playing. Like that's how he started. He started these dramatic in the nineties. Yeah, he's dramatic guy. He, did, he is, and like in the nineties, that's where he really reinvented. He had movies like Permanent Midnight or Zero Effect, mm-hmm. where he's playing more dramatic roles that worked And then you got there's something about Mary, a movie I love, which you know, yeah. where but he plays that character, which is fine in that movie. And It's fine in other movies as well. But he does that a lot. Even in Tropic Thunder, he plays a whiny guy who just happens to be an action star. And it like <laughs> it, it's <laughs> it nice. To, it's nice to see that dial down a lot here and something different. And it's because the movie it's it's a very kind of hopeful movie, and it's not yeah. it's not like sly. It's not a satire. Like Traffic is are sad. I can keep going back to Traffic Thunder It's just the easiest one to go back to. But it's like it's, it's it is a more satire. A one too. Yeah, it, yeah. It's more recent, and it's it's more satirical. It has and right. it's very it, it, not like a negative tone, but it has a certain tone that it's not about hopefulness like this movie is, and yeah. that's a neat thing to see. I mean, that's. Something like you know those nightmare museum movies or one thing, but something like this is much different. I, and I well, yeah, and he's just a security guard. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. But right. we're, we're, I do agree that the praise should be given to Ben Stiller and his performance and his character. But what do you guys think of the side characters, like his sister, his mom, and some I mean, of I, these guys I, at work?
0: I, I, as a huge fan of Adam Scott, I could say this. This may this wasn't his finest hour for me. Mm-hmm. I could agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, I do think it's, it's probably the weakest link of the movie. It's fairly the over the top of just how dickish he is in the movie, like, and he has that ridiculous beard, which I know is supposed to be ridiculous, but it looks pretty ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but I, I, Kristen Wiig's very sweet, and Kristen Wiig has a character to play. She's not just like impossible True. love interest. Yeah. She's like an actual woman in this movie, mm-hmm. and she has a life, and she and has a. You learned about her, and, situation yeah. and too. you know where it's going, like. But that doesn't bother me because at least it yeah. doesn't feel like she's just this impossibly gorgeous woman that has no business being with Ben Stiller, but somehow can't find love and ends up with him. Like, it feels mm-hmm. like a real person. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> And uh, Sean Penn has a small role that's amazing in this movie. Yeah, yeah I think mean, yeah. he's <laughs> fantastic. It's <laughs> he <does> a great <laughs> job.
3: Not many words, you he does him.
0: And Pat Oswalt's great. What's great about Pat Oswalt yeah. is that when I saw it, when he showed up, he got an applause break. Okay. That's how effective his role in this movie was.
1: <laughs> I was trying to figure out who the voice on the other line was. I was like, I think it's Pat Oswalt. I'll
0: wait for the credits, and then boom! I saw it with friend of the show Scott Mendelson. He thought nice. it was Zach Galifianakis for the longest time, and then he saw Pat. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs>
2: Hello. Hey, what's
1: up, Todd? From eHarmony? Yeah. Yeah. What's up, man? Uh, not much. How have you been?
0: Good. It's, uh, it's early here. I just got up, man. I was thinking about you. Where are you? Los Angeles. Hey, uh, so your profile still hasn't received any winks, even though I put that you've been to Phoenix.
3: Oh, I, uh, I jumped out of a helicopter yesterday into the ocean and had a shark fight.
0: Yeah, yeah, L- listen, I was mentioning before, people who daydream too much, they're not content. No, it
3: was real. It really did.
0: Really? I'll put down adrenaline junkie. What kind of a shark? Was it like a... Hey,
3: Todd, I can't really talk right now. I'm on my way to a volcano. What
1: the... No, but you mentioned a lot of side characters I think are great, too. The people that I didn't really particularly enjoy were his sister and his moms, because... You didn't really get a sense of who they were. Personally. I feel like Shirley McLean Mac- is the Bob.
0: I mean, I didn't really Kat- think she didn't have much to do, Same but with I mean, the she's. Sister. The sister is like a one note. Like, I agree. Oh, I yeah, Catherine Hahn, go- I, like I like in her, general, she's too. Funny. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, she didn't have much to do. And I feel like there's probably. I mean, this movie's like two hours, and it still feels kind of sh- Like, it feels like there's a longer cut of this movie where you probably have more of them. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. It wouldn't necessarily help the movie, but so right. I can see why it's not there. But yeah. yeah, it is. A lot of it is, like, just to get to A to B by having these characters as yeah. opposed to having. A with a pit stop here and then back to B again like it's yeah.
3: I thought they were effective because they they show enough of them to show that they're flawed. They're they're not an ideal person per se. Yeah. Uh, they I the sister seems like she might have like a learning disability and the mom seems like she's That's a bit overbearing, like overbearing. It's they, they seem like just people you find in an average family and because of that it's just built into Walter's character so much more.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely see that too, which is why it also throws me off because they are somewhat Little bit, I don't know, Aspergery to some degree, like yeah. his sister. But then again, he finds this this he finds a way to get out so easily, and that's the part that kind of throws me off the most. Is just I can understand.
0: He, I can, I can he understand he that. It, it is too, so quickly. in terms then, of what he's supposed to accomplish. The, st- the stakes are relatively low, and but and he's able to just kind of do things, and it. Yeah. It just easily like is able to just fly to Greenland yeah. like. But uh, I'm okay, like, okay with it. I uh, just that's, that's what I'm saying too. That's just, that's where I'm yeah. at because I was appreciating so much of what this movie had to offer in terms of its visuals. It's kind of the way it was telling its story. I liked the mix of the fantastical aspect. Like it just worked for me. Like. Mm-hmm. It, it made, it made me feel good. And like, yeah. I'm not going to feel bad for <laughs> feeling good in a movie. Like, that's not going to happen. I also really like that Isla, the Icelandic pilot, the helicopter pilot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I liked him. Yeah. 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 It, it was really That was really funny. I was, I was cool thinking, fire. like, Chris
1: O'Dad could have played him, too. I could yeah.
0: I kept thinking it was, like, someone I just couldn't put my finger on. I was like, no, it's just an actual Icelandic actor that he found to be in this role. <laughs> I was like, yes, all right. That's awesome. Uh, Who was the actor
3: that was his co worker in the uh, photo? I liked him, too. Yeah. Um, uh, I think his name
1: is, like, Adrian something. Adrian Martinez. I got Adrian right here. He it. was in a uh, Casa de Mi
0: Padre and he was in something oh, recently there. He's an American, hustle, American for, hustle for a bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I he, thought was, he looked a little
3: from it. I have no he, idea where he, I He He's like
0: it he's another character out. He pops up in things. Okay. It's uh no, it, 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 I liked that really I liked his the like okay, the life stuff is so obvious. The stuff, <laughs> I, I also felt
1: weird. I was like, is this like a really late apology from life to all of its uh, employees back when it was shutting down its production magazine? It's like, sorry guys, we're really sorry, but here's a movie to say how sorry we are. <laughs> But I, I think it was just something that you just used as coincidence.
0: So. Great soundtrack in this movie. Too. Yeah. I really like the soundtrack. Really <laughs> yeah. Fun. When's the last time you heard Arcade Fire's uh, whatever song? Only in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Just like the only time I hear Wake Up is in Where the Wild Things Are. Yeah, in like, the trailer. Which is yeah. a very good trailer. It is a very good trailer. <laughs> <It gives laughs> so goosebumps. Was, yeah. All right. So let, I think we can wrap it up there. With that um, "Secret Life of Walter Moody. Let's rate it. Uh, every week fair and night, we have a scale that goes from when you should see this movie so we have a scale that goes from IMAX to theater dollar theater Netflix HBO TV or just kind of forget about it Ken where would you put see your life of Walter Mitty on that scale I'd put it in theater and bring your girlfriend bring your family boom Abe that's would say Netflix Netflix okay. alright I'd say solid theater. I'm looking forward to seeing it in the theater again. Yeah. Not in HFR 3D, but... Um, I'll keep they knocking had, it every time, because I, I, I can't stand the HFR, stupid hobbits. <laughs> um, okay. HFR
1: when he's climbing up the Himalayas. it's like, oh my gosh, it's so... That's probably why it's really pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta make oxygen choices. All right,
0: let's 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 move on here. Let's get to our next film review for Martin Scorsese's The Wolf of Wall Street. This is the greatest!
1: I was becoming a legend.
0: Aren't you married?
1: Yeah, but married people can't have friends. We're not gonna be friends. I was making so much money, I didn't know what to do with it.
0: Twenty-six thousand dollars for one dinner.
1: Dad, we're not poor anymore.
0: Tell them about the sides. Oh, what size. are these sides? They cure cancer? The sides did cure cancer.
3: That's the problem. They were. There. That's why they were expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-two billion in three hours.
1: The real question is: This was all this legal?
0: Wow! <laughs> Absolutely not. All right, so that should have been some of the trailer for The Wolf of Wall Street. This is a film based on the true story of Jordan Belfort, from his rise to a wealthy stockbroker living the high life to his fall, involving crime, corruption, federal government, drugs, sex, more sex, more drugs, and then a little bit of sex and drugs on top of that. Um, this How film, much sex? A little bit. Oh, okay, a tad. Uh, this film stars Leonardo DiCaprio as Jordan Belfort. It features a host of people, including Jonah Hill, Matthew McConaughey, Kyle Chandler, Rob Reiner, John Berthold, John Favreau, Margot Robbie, Christine Lardy, Shea Wick. There's a ton of people in this movie. John Ju du- John I'll start with Spike Jones. Spike Jones, yep. <laughs> Abe. What's our review? What did you think of the Wolf of Wall Street? I thought this is
1: absolutely fantastic. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was poignant. There was like an oddly sentimental moment toward the the middle end of the film where he talks about one of the people that he picked up, you know, and gave her like a twenty five thousand dollar check, and it was, it was like, whoa, like where are all these things coming from? Where are these emotions coming from? Um, it's just insane too the amount of debauchery that goes on. But hey, you know they were living in the eighties or in the market rise, and they were making a ton of money, so. Why not live... It's mostly 90s, really. Well, it moves, yeah, yeah, it moves from, from 87 to, like, yeah, yeah. to, like, 97, because you see a picture of Bill yeah. Clinton there. But... Um, is it, the Foo Fighters it, ever long, absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was like, yeah, they are going through a lot of period pieces of <laughs> music, too. Yeah. But for the most part, it's an enjoyable film, I think that The Three Hours flies by really quickly. Um, the acting is pretty good, too. I like the way that the story goes from, I guess, narrative into first person, into somewhat fourth dimension too they break down the fourth uh, the the fourth wall um but for the most part all the side characters are great uh a lot of boobs a lot of drugs a lot of alcohol if you felt as though you wanted to be in wall street I'm pretty sure this movie would make you want to be on wall street again so if you're in college and you're like yeah I don't know what to do with my life I'm pretty sure you would get your like your series 7 so you could trade securities and you'd go at it but for the most part uh, I don't know if it's one of Scorsese, one of my favorite Scorsese pictures, but definitely it is one of those uh, very fun, enjoyable, like end of the year romps. You're a big New York, New York fan, right? <laughs> yes, New York, New York, New York's that way, man. Thanks,
0: kid. All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> Springfield, Springfield. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. What did you think of The Wolf of Wall Street? I thought it was good.
3: Um, I'm a big Scorsese fan. Uh, You're a huge Goodfellas fan. Goodfellas is one of my favorite movies Mm, of all time. Um, Yeah, I could count the number of times I've seen Goodfellas on more. Actually, I couldn't on my page. (laughs) I've definitely seen it more than 20 times. And Casino over 10. But um, as a result, I didn't feel like there was that much new in this movie I hadn't seen. It's pretty much Casino meets Wall
2: Street.
0: Yeah, wait. That's wait, very that's wait, very, wait, that's very wait, accurate. It's yes. <laughs>
3: very blunt about that, and I'm okay with that. A Scorsese does a very good job at these movies where it jumps between, um, like from immediate res to going through this character's backstory montage and jumping ahead and narrating most of the way to current day and then proceeding forward. Um, I wasn't too impressed with the uh, music in it. Um, characters were phenomenal. Actors were just top notch. Like I said before, Jonah Hill, spot on.
2: I'm trying to put it together. Nice car. Uh-huh. We live in the same building. I'm just I'm not understand how much how much money you make.
1: I don't know. Seventy thousand last month? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious.
2: Yeah, no, I'm serious too. Seriously, how much money you
1: make? I told you. Seventy thousand. Well, technically seventy-two thousand last month.
2: You made seventy two grand in one month. Yeah. I tell you what,
3: you show me a pay stub for seventy-two thousand dollars on it, I quit my job right now and I work for you.
2: Hey, Paulie, what's up? No, yeah, you're not everything's
3: fine. Hey, listen, I quit. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio is always fantastic. He's pretty much a horribly corrupt Gatsby. In this yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 So he's a visionary, but of the worst kind. Um, he's your nightmare used car salesman, but leading a Wall Street firm. Uh, I I definitely enjoyed it a lot, but it's definitely not my favorite Scorsese. I'd say it's definitely below Shutter Island, definitely below Goodfellas and Casino, um, but it's still very much worth a watch. It's If you're squeamish around drugs or nudity, this is a hard R. Like, there's as much nudity in this one movie as pretty much the first season of Spartacus. Like, it's insane (laughs) how nudity that is in this movie. So, um, keep that in mind when seeing it. But, yeah, overall, though, I'm I'm very much glad I saw it. It was definitely worth your time. Yeah,
0: I, I was a huge fan of Wall Street. It was... There's enough debauchery in this movie to make ten more hangover films. It's so <laughs> crazy, but, like, it's it's felt like such controlled craziness, and that's large credit to Martin Scorsese and his frequent editor film Thomas Schumacher. Like, they they made a three-hour movie that was apparently four hours, which probably flows just as well, that just flew by to me. I've seen it twice so far, and it was just like, man.
1: I, <laughs> Way better the, than that smog guy. The,
0: yeah. The, um... The way this movie just, like, it goes pretty much full steam ahead just throughout. And, like, even when it gets to kind of it's, like, now everything's getting terrible for Jordan. Like, it's still just really entertaining. And that's what it amounts to. I agree that it doesn't offer necessarily anything new, necessarily, but it um it's just so entertaining. And I think the acting is just so strong. I think Leonardo DiCaprio is giving a career best performance here. And yeah. that's saying something. And, uh, it, he's... What's neat is that DiCaprio's really funny in this movie, and it's like, yeah. it is a comedy, to be, like, it's a, it's certainly a dark comedy at times, and it hits dramatic beats as well, but I'd probably bill this as a comedy, and it's neat to see DiCaprio in a comedy, and it's not just because he, like, says funny things, He said funny things in other movies as well. He's, like, doing some really good physical humor in this movie. Yes, There's a scene yeah. involving Quaaludes that he's taken way too many that's maybe one of the best physical comedy scenes yeah. I've seen since... I don't know. I don't even know. Like, (laughs) Evil Evil Dead or, like, Jim Carrey coming out of a rhino. Like, it's like, some some craziness like that. And him and, like, all the other cast are so good, too. Like, I, so I like, I like Jonah Hill in this movie. I can't say, like, I need him to get, like, an Oscar nod for this movie just because I feel like he's, pretty much playing a, movie, a character like in an Apatow movie that just happens to be a Scorsese film like he's playing that guy that says these really funny things it feels like a lot of improv is going on that scene with him and like Rob Reiner as his father where he's just like make, it seems like they're just trying to make each other laugh and that kind of thing <laughs> uh, and, it's, and Rob Reiner's really Did you funny in this movie
2: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there just has so many other people here that are also just really like I think John Bernthal is really good in this movie Uh, Shane from the Walking Dead I think he does a great job here Uh, I think the one that's going to get undercredited is his wife uh, Margot Robbie I think she's terrific in this film the first wife or the second the second wife she has to go toe to toe with DiCaprio on a lot of occasions and I think she's really effective I think she really plays that well while handling uh, you know that Brooklyn accent like it's it's her Bronx accent, whatever it is but like the New York accent and it like she's really effective you for going up against the mighty DiCaprio in this film and it just had like this movie has some of the funniest scenes of the year that would yes. be played differently in other movies there's a scene involving a yacht in a storm that would be like the highlight <laughs> of a disaster movie that's one of the like the loudest times I've ever laughed in a movie game <laughs> it's so ridiculous and it's all true this is all stuff that happened that's the crazy part yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I I really enjoyed this movie. I mean, I mean, it was super enjoyable just because of all the things you had said too, and also there's very good moments in which they teach you things that they really want salespeople to do. Oh and, yeah. and like if you if you've ever worked in a sales organization and you've heard those things of like uh, I'm going to teach you how to speak in order for you to sell because I know that you're really dumb. That's exactly what sales organizations do. And I was like, yeah, people are laughing at this, but at the same time, just, this is a true fact. It, right? Yeah. And also, that's how people get suckered into a lot of these things. And hey, good on uh, the real guy, I forget Jordan his name Belfort. Jordan Belfort, for finding out some sort of uh, pink sheet go around and getting uh, presumably a blowjob from Spike Jones's character but <laughs> <laughs> they didn't they didn't show it yeah. but we're all four hour cut yeah. four, four hour cut he's like yeah. I, I really want to give
0: you one. <laughs> but <yeah>. Spike <laughs> Jones is hilarious in this movie oh, yeah, man, he yes, just pops yes. up for a scene. a lot of people just pop like Matthew McConaughey yeah, Who, I mean, who's, who's like third build in this movie even though he's not in it very much yeah. but it's like he's still gaining the way back from Dallas Bar yeah, so. yeah. but
1: there was a, there's also a, some really good stuff uh, with uh, Rob Reiner and I really thought that Rob Reiner his cameo was just going to be the photo of him and... And, you know, and you know, Little Degabria. I'm like, oh, that's, that's a clever cameo. he's in this he's movie. He's actually in the movie. And he's, he's really
0: funny. He <laughs> is,
1: yes. You're like, I've never seen Rob <laughs> Ryder Cuss so much, but good get get on him for, for like, uh, doing that awesome s- intro scene. Because it hmm. does a lot of those intro scenes, and I love the way that the... the Facts. The just wants to watch the watch <laughs> Equalizer. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then he just gets a British accent. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um... Friend of the show, Kyle Chandler. Uh, yes. I like him in this movie. I like that he's like he's still playing like random desk jockey role that he's played in Zero Dark Thirty and Argo at this point. Yeah. But he like adds a new shade to that this time around. But I think his scene with him and DiCaprio on the yacht. I think that's a really great scene. I, I think, think that's did. one of the best scenes in the movie. Um, where it's just this kind of sizing each other up kind of sequence with a lot of trick, a, a lot of tricky dialogue. And this is one thing. This is one thing that didn't happen in real life. This never happened. And so like credit to, Ter- to uh, Terrence Winter. Right, uh, creator of Like Empire*, who's done a good job of really finding a way to make this work as like an, into a film. Yeah. The only problem that I really have of it is that you don't get a sense of arc for DiCaprio's character. I think that's the biggest problem with it. I think there's a reliance on DiCaprio's ability to kind of emote what's going on towards the end, but I don't think you ever really get a sense that he feels bad about the things that he's done. Where I think Jordan Belfort is. That's why he wrote a memoir, because yeah. he has reflected on the horrible things that he's done. And I think that's the only place where the movie kinda of stumbles. Even in Goodfellows and Casino movies that this is not necessarily up to par with me, Casino, but they certainly fit into this kind of weird trilogy together. They there's a sense of understanding of where these people are at the end of the day. This one has that to an extent, but I don't think it's as effective. I don't I don't think there's proper justice done to really wrapping up the Belfort and I, and I think that's what we're talking about too like Ken
1: and I and yourself just when we say that it's, it's a Scorsese film yeah but it's not one of his best Scorsese films and we've seen a lot of it before. Yeah, right? but that's kind of like saying Godfather Three is
3: not a, as good of Godfather film. It's still a great film. It's, it's not <laughs> as good. It's not as good. Uh, I, I know. I know. But that's, I'm a, just that's a hard, that's a harsher turn. <laughs> you're, you're right. All right, fair enough. No, no, yeah, no That wasn't the best example. Yeah, but it's still great. Yeah,
0: like, it's, it's by score. It's the, the Dark Knight range. Rises is pretty good. It's not Dark Knight Batman Begins. <laughs> that's better. <laughs> that, that is a better example. All right, <laughs> fair enough. But yeah,
3: it's. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Is we're saying, oh, it's not as good as some of his other ones. It's still worth your time. Yeah, right. it. it's better.
0: It's better than a good percentage of other movies I've seen this year. Right, yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
1: I mean, and speaking of that boat scene, I mean, if if we were in a different movie, I think that the tense, the tension would be probably a lot higher. You'd probably feel like the stakes are raising, and you'd probably think that something terrible is gonna like be the outcome. But the way that they play that scene, it's kind of innocuous. But at the same time, the way that it's played out, great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. The way that the dialogue is there, that that scene is pretty lengthy. Yeah, Um, it's a good chunk. And for the most part, you think that, oh, wow, he's really... He's really getting to Kyle Chandler. Like, Kyle Chandler's probably going to quit his FBI job. It's a neat job. way of playing each yeah. other, yeah. and then all
0: of a sudden it's like, hey, would you say that again exactly the way you just it's, said it? It's a great scene. It's a great way <laughs> it plays out. And that's like an hour into the movie. It was a three-hour movie. Like, it still has a waste hey, it go. flies by. It does. It, <laughs> it, does. it three th- hours. like nothing. That's why I've seen it twice. I'm like, oh, I'm not seeing it again. It just moves. Like.
1: And you said it's like all the humor stuff. Like, the fourth person stuff is hilarious and also... We talked about Walter Mitty just a few minutes ago, but he also has delusions as well. He's like, he's "Like, thank God I made it home in one piece. I didn't get a scratch on the car." Yeah, there's
0: some <laughs> there's some unreliable narrator aspects to the film that later yeah. go back and double check themselves, and it's neat to see that. But place. which is funny, just because he's a drug addict and he's like zonked up. So <laughs> much drugs in this movie. So much debauchery in this movie. Yeah. So many naked women in this movie, Again, and men. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> The housekeeper scene was hilarious. I was like, "What is going on? Oh my god!" These other guys in the first not just Jonah Hill, but like the other guys in the firm the too. DJ yeah, yeah. Byrne who's like yeah. one of the voices on Legend of Korra, mm-hmm. he's the younger brother. The um, guy from yeah, that's cool. uh, yeah. the guy from Captain America is yeah. there. <laughs> the soldier the Asian yeah, yeah, guy yeah like Asian guy oh my god there's so much going on there, one, of the,
3: one of the salesmen I, I couldn't put my finger on until like just end of the movie I still don't know his name but he was like this random character side comedy actor from like Evolution and like that those right. oh from What yes. World Asian. Ethan yes. Suple yeah, yeah. my you. name is Earl and everything well, yeah like. my name is Earl yeah I know this
0: guy yeah. from somewhere yeah it's because exactly. he's lost so much he used to be so much bigger exactly like, yeah. I'm glad, like, glad he's even the mustache. he has the mustache and everything yeah and see, that's one that feels like there's more to him, and that just got cut out. Because mm. like he keeps, he keeps being featured a lot in like True. a lot of scenes. I watched yeah. movies involved like like sent around
3: any of those salesmen. They're oh, all guess, really interesting. I think so too. Yeah. I've watched I was, the series, yeah. the prequel series. I was counting the best
1: sex scenes. He didn't have his own sex scene, so <laughs> like, they probably they probably come ever, You should write a
0: letter. To he didn't have his own about. sex scene, <laughs> and he didn't jack off in an elevator. True. Neither of those happened to him.
3: What do you guys think of the pacing towards the end of the movie? I was still with it. Really? Uh, yeah. I was with it too, I, it's certainly, was,
0: to, It's certainly, if, I wouldn't say it drags, I think it certainly hits a different mood because that's the mood of the film at that point. Yeah, it can't it, it, all be freewheeling parties. like it, well,
3: it, it felt like a rubber bandit a lot. Like it was like fast pace, yeah. slow down like crazy, fast pace, slow down like crazy towards yeah. the end. Yeah. I'm, It's not too surprising, because yeah, it's covering a character's life, and there's a lot of key points I wanted to hit, but I don't know, Acts 1 and 2, I was really in it. And then around Act 3, the pacing was really kind of throwing me for a loop.
1: I mean, I I wasn't as, maybe not as thrown off as you, but I do remember some, or I compared it to something like, Goodfellas, where it really leads up to, like, that tension, and then Mm -hmm. it's like, the ending is just like, oh, wow, there's like, yeah, there's some serious consequences here. Whereas this one's like, you know, it kind of goes back and forth, you know, you still have meetings with Jonah Hill, and and then all of a sudden you get... (laughs) <laughs> arrested by the FBI and you would think that it kind of leads up to something I guess a little bit more dangerous but hey it is what it
0: is and that's why again I build this as a comedy like it does, it just kind of fits that model yeah. where it doesn't have that same sort of arc where it could easily just flow into these kind of things it just has to kind of wrap things up eventually and yeah. It, uh, and it has to take kind of a dive as things progress but it does yeah. still have funny parts within it. I mean, as, much, as many
1: funny parts of it. there's very serious parts in it too. Yeah. And this oh, is part wow. where he's like arguing with his wife and he slaps
0: her and beats her and I was like, oh my god, like this is... Crazy because it feels like there's 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 stakes to an extent. Here. Yeah, and it's the same I mean, it's the kind of thing I thought was lacking in American Hustle, the other Scorsese film that I saw in recent time, I know, that too. Yeah. <laughs> which, which was very close to Casino as well, with the multiple different narration tracks in that movie. Yeah, and it also ends kind of. That's what we said on the reviews. Like it, it, this is like this is a
1: David a. Russell's like Scorsese flick. Yeah. yeah the so, best impressionation of Scorsese So movie.
0: I certainly like this more than that just because it feels more consistent to me and it feels like things matter in this mm-hmm. movie more. And as much as I liked American Hustle, and I did, and I think it's very entertaining, it just, it's not going to have that lasting impact where I think The Wolf of Wall Street will. It's not going to rank, well, I, mean, I have to consider my other Scorsese films, but it's not going to be like a high top five Scorsese film for me, but it's certainly one that I found endlessly enjoyable and would be happy to watch again. Yeah, um, definitely would be happy to watch this again. Even if there was a longer cut, like, yeah,
1: let's do it. Uh, you know, just take some night before, you know, work out all your drugs. <laughs> I'm, laughing, I'm laughing right now, just because... got one ahead of time. Jean-Luc
0: Jardin from The Artist, who's hilarious uh, as the Swiss banker. <laughs> oh yeah, they were they're doing boring. some, like, yeah, they were doing some I forgot, I forgot he Game was in this Shadow movie. I forgot, like I knew he was, I remember he was cast, like, a year ago or whatever when they were filming it, and I was like, I saw I was like, oh, oh my god, god, I completely yeah. forgot that he was supposed to be in this movie. <laughs> they were doing,
1: like, Game of Shadows type chess moves at the end there, and just, like, <laughs> Yeah, they're speaking like speaking the, mentally. The Aunt
0: Emma character as well. I liked and her Emma. a lot, yeah. I yeah. like
1: I like the fact that they were I thought they were gonna go somewhere and they're like They did it. <laughs> I'm glad. And it had, they it has some, yeah. yeah, it has some neat tricks to play with that yeah. one as well. I was like, is he hitting he's like, oh no, are they gonna go there? But mm-hmm. yeah, for the most part, enjoyable film. I think that you should definitely go out and see it. Also, best haircut scene since *Lemon Niz.
2: <laughs>
0: oh god. <laughs> <$1, 000. laughs> <laughs> I were gonna say best hair. I was like, that's not true. Else wants <laughs> best the best hair, cutscene. Yeah, yeah, fantastic.
1: She's not crying and you know weeping about her for lost yeah, yeah. child, but it works. You are also on the miss one. Yeah, yeah, I was because yeah. you're a big fan of Victor Hugo's lamest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, these schools
0: in general. All right, let's rate the movie again. Mm-hmm. Same scale. Wolf of Wall Street. A. Where do you come down on it? Definitely I or uh, definitely <laughs> theater. IMAX, well, it's, you can see it in the IMAX. No, yeah, no. Definitely the theater, theater.
3: theater. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can? In terms of rating, I'd say theater. If it was available in IMAX, I'd glad to see it because it's a Scorsese film. But Agreed. If a rating system though, Theater.
2: I,
0: I'd say IMAX. <laughs> <laughs> i hardly see it.
1: see <laughs> it right now.
0: Yeah. All right. So that's The Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. Um, at this point, I think we're just going to answer some questions. Answer some questions here. I could go over box office, kind of. I could, I'll give you, you what we're at right now. Right now I have Thursday. Um, basically, Hobbit's making money still. Frozen's making money. Anchorman's making money. Wolf of Wall Street's making some money. Hmm. Uh, Midi, not doing as great as I would have hoped. 47 Ronin, which is not a bad movie. Um, <laughs> I like it. Controversially. I, th- I think it's a fun movie. Bombing. <laughs> Very quickly, making more than maybe uh, some would have expected.
3: Wait, quick question about uh, I forgot to ask this earlier. What what was the budget for Secret of Life of Walter Mitty?
0: Um, I think I it's know. a let me see, I can check that really Hope quick. that it wasn't too high. No, I mean, imagine some like if I had to guess, like 80 80s, yeah, yeah, but yeah, hopefully sub hundred. Yeah, it's sub hundred for sure, okay. Um I and mean, those Icelandic actors well, it's yeah, it's because it will be cost a lot. It does. Well it's because the budget's on screen. It looks like it. <laughs> I just know it won't make a ton of money, so I'm hoping it didn't cost too much, but it, uh, It's fairly it's just fairly amenable in terms of what it's like it, it has a big scope, but it's only, mm-hmm. you know, one person going different places. Yeah. Grudge Match is also bombing, <laughs> which I haven't seen. Oh, yeah, is that it. surprising. No, yeah, I know. what? <laughs> I, I that was of, Stallone and De Niro in a I'm, boxing movie on Christmas Day. I'm fearful Day. for. Uh, I think for there's just so much out. Now. Oh, when you have The Hobbit and Frozen and Anchorman and a Scorsese film. Yeah. Well, it was I mean, that's a three-hour R-rated movie, but you have PG-30. Like you have The Hobbit and Anchorman and Frozen out. Yeah, I'm and just and watching. Saving Mr. Banks and I mean and, and Secret Weapon, Walter Mitty for that matter. Like and Hunger Games is still out. Like, there's a lot of other movies that families can Probably go and choice. see oh, that they know will be good. But it's worth the
3: people that are really attached to De Niro or Stallone are going to be the older crowd that would probably be more attracted to a
1: Scorsese film. Ex- yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, There's no. a lot of things working against Grudge Match, I guess.
0: Um, no De Niro cameo. <laughs> he, he was busy in another movie. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. Um, Alright, so now we've, we've reviewed the movies. We've done that. Ken, have you seen anything else, by the way? Uh, Read- recently? Yeah.
3: I have. I'm blanking right now. Um, On the spot. On the spot. Gosh, I was not ready for that. Well, Did you see
0: Hobbit 2 still Hobbit? Thank you.
3: That's what I was trying to think of. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> Did I you mean, like the Hobbit? I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot better than Unexpected Journey.
0: That's fair. Yeah, a lot better. Good. I can say, I, like, I as we've gone over, I liked it by default better, I guess, because if we're not going to have good characters or you know stretched out story, at least we have great action sequences. So mm-hmm. that's what I got in that movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and people that weren't there and things that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, but the
0: people that weren't there were the best characters in the movie. <laughs> Except, well, well, Toriel was. We don't need to worry about Legolas. Toriel. He made me bleed
1: my own blood like this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. His role in the movie.
3: <laughs> I, I enjoy Middle-earth. I love going back there. But yeah, I it's still and definitely nowhere again. near and back yeah. Yeah. still nowhere near you know, Lord of the Rings trilogy but, yeah.
0: well, we'll, we'll see next year we'll see where the, maybe it'll be the Revenge of the Sith this series it's actually going to be like an hour cut if it was the Revenge of the Sith the series, I'd be so excited because I like Revenge of the
3: Sith quite a bit um, and I think everyone was telling themselves after watching Sherlock you know what I really want to see Sherlock and Holmes in Middle Earth yeah. and now we get that Sherlock <laughs> the, and Watson yeah. That was, sure. yeah exactly yeah. I'd yeah. watch that spin off smoke and Bilbo Sherlock and Holmes come
0: on <laughs> Smoke and, and Bilbo doing mysteries <laughs> yeah, exactly. he just, he's like, it's like like, never ending story that's the poster they're just like fly guys back like let's do it Slog <laughs> is a war <laughs> alright right, let's get some of these questions here okay thank you guys everyone for submitting questions on our facebook page facebook.com slash out now podcast we got a lot of questions so we're just going to kind of converse and talk about these um, Jim Dietz asks favorite Stanley Kubrick film Stanley Kubrick of course 2001 Doctor Strange Love uh, <laughs> plenty of The Shining I'm just naming these out so you full guys can jacket. Full Metal Jacket Eyes Wide Shut. Part of Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> I no Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> oh, which one's the one he died on? He he died after making finishing Eyes Wide Shut. Did he do AI? He was he story credit for AI. Uh. Clockwork Orange. Abe, do you have any fav- favorite Stanley Kubrick?
1: No. I am actually I, ha- I haven't seen all of his films. I haven't. I've only seen maybe like two of them: Full Metal Jacket and The Shining. Uh, in terms of rewatchability, I would definitely watch The Shining over Full Metal Jacket just because there's some mental stuff that goes on in Full Metal Jacket that even I'm thinking, man, this is heavy. It's because it's a better movie oh, Shining. He directed Spartacus?
2: Yeah.
3: Oh. I'm Spartacus. Yeah, that's going to be my pick. Really? <laughs> <You feel like laughs> I mean, Spartacus? All right. I'm, I'm, well, that, Fair enough. I'm, it's your movie. Yeah, I really enjoy it.
0: <laughs> but I love the early Kubrick films more after Clockwork Origin Onward, except with the exception of The Shining. I'm kind of like, well. Um, but uh, it's hard I love Pows of Glory Pows of Glory is one of my favorite movies uh dr strangelove in 2001 2001 mm-hmm. we like the movie i'd probably take with me if i had to just if i had to watch like one if you had to leave i have to watch like, like only universe. a couple of movies yeah, yeah i'd probably take 2001 with me just, yeah. just, just you're endless... watching interstellar and you just there's have to go off to, to jupiter there's it's so like... many things about 2001 that make it just a, a great viewing and a great thing to like catch different things every time and have different interpretations that i love 2001 but yeah Paths of glory is one i really like to stick up for because it's one of his earlier ones and it get, needs more credit. I still haven't seen it. That's a it's a. it's great... all with Will Ferrell in it. Yeah, Paths of Glory. Well, yeah. yeah, Will Ferrell. He's and a, uh, he's, an, he's an ice skater in World War One trench warfare. <laughs> it sounds <it's, it's> incredible. Oh <laughs> uh, no, uh, um, <laughs> <shut up. laughs> no, Kirk Kirk um Shut up.
1: Blades of Glory.
0: Kirk Douglas in Paths of Glory. a it's a great film. Um, all right, next question here, which I'll read, I guess. Jose Cordova, a friend of the show, asks, yes. when picking your top ten movies of the year, do you consider the best films of the year or your favorite films of the year, or somewhere in between? It's mm. a good question.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a that gray that was that, that's always out there in life. I definitely do go with a little bit more of an objective view, in quotation marks, of best films, rather than favorite, because there are some favorites in here that I probably wouldn't necessarily say are the best, and I acknowledge that myself. So I kind of go with the best, as in, like, wow, that movie really blew me away, or, you know, these character performances are really good. Rather than I had a really good time. So like regardless of like rewatchability, it's like right, hey, yeah.
0: this is a like like Jennifer's list, like for example. Yeah, I've never watched it. You again, wouldn't watch either. it again necessarily. <laughs> you call it like you call it a best movie of that year, if yeah. not all time, kind of thing.
1: I mean, it is a favorite too, but it's. I think see
0: like an argument for that could be made for like Twelve Years a Slave this year, but I've watched that movie a couple yeah, times now, and movie, like, it's, a really, it's a really movie. intense movie. It's a really yeah. intense movie to watch but like, I do think there's a rewatchability value to it because yeah, I mean, of is, the approach to it like, yeah, yeah
1: that's, that's a really good I'm getting, goosebumps. I'm getting chills just thinking about
0: it Candy do you have a a line you like to think of
3: yeah I I usually lean a little bit more towards the uh, quality of the film but I I would say that my experience does pay a good amount of- of, I have a good amount of weight for me mm-hmm. so there's movies that aren't that good per se
0: that I really enjoy that like movie. nostalgia plays yeah, into that absolutely. too absolutely oh, yeah. like, people True. like love The, love the Sandalot for example which yeah. I like I think it's a oh, good yeah, movie yeah. but like yeah. I think that preys on nostalgia or, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for this guy yeah Secret of the U's or you know stuff like Home
1: Alone for Christmas terrible movie
0: I knew you'd say that it is <laughs> um i certainly i mean i go with boob size normally that's the way to determine i think you know like the bigger yeah, the bigger the, yeah. the, the, the boob yeah. right? so wolf of wall street that solid, street, five, stars. solid yeah. five stars right off the bat <laughs> yeah you're all over the place uh no i yeah i obviously i go between that kind of gray areas where you mix the t- mix the two you favorite and best and that's where i've tried to lean this year of which boob- i've tried to lean this year which i haven't released yet i'm just kind of which movies have left the best lacking impression on me, which ones I'm still trying, right. like, thinking about. And there's some from early on this year that I'm still thinking about, which is why they made my list. I mean, it, and some that I've seen recently that are still very much lingering in my mind still that I've been on, which somewhat has to do with the amount of time in between you've seen it, but that still has to play with, you know, what you've considered in terms of your own thoughts, how you, how you interpret movies, things like that. And that's kind of where I stand. I never title a list Aaron's top 10 favorite movies of the year or top mm-hmm. 10 best movies of the year. I just call it Aaron's top 10 films of the year. Like, it's... It's easier that way. It's just a matter of... sure that is easier. it's easier. It's weighing things on both quality and appreciation. And, like, it's nice to have a movie that you can watch again and again and again, but that doesn't mean something like Pacific Rim is necessarily going to be on a top ten list. As much as I may have liked that movie, yes, yeah. I'm sure in terms of, like, having a lot of fun at one time in a theater, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's also, like, a best movie of the year. Cloverfield is a little different, because, spoilers, that will be on my top ten list, but I do think it has a certain quality to it where... It's a very tough movie. It's not one that begs to be rewatched by a lot of people, but I think there are things about it that still hit with me and still make me want to see it again uh, in, in different points. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a broad, it's a broad thought.
3: Yeah, one, one way I just kind of occurred to me, there's that there's there's a gap between the movies that I like the best or that I rate as the highest movies in the year versus what I'll own in my own collection that's fair it's too true. Yeah, Yeah. yeah so like the movies
0: that I've seen that I'll never buy but yeah, exactly. i exactly. So if it was
3: purely objective then I would own all the ones that were on my list but there's always a gap like Hugo I ran out and bought that as soon as it came out yeah. but whereas something like Wolf of Wall Street I probably wouldn't buy 12
1: Years of Slate well actually maybe yeah that's a fantastic movie mm-hmm. but or um, yeah. well, you could buy a Wolf of Wall Street and put your cocaine stash in it it'd be a perfect you idea. know they would keep saying that. cocaine the
0: loons are so much <laughs> easier to hide it's true
1: <laughs> <laughs> They look like aspirin pills. <laughs> April asks us the next question: uh, Are there are any of the films that were released this year destined to become classics? That's
0: a good question. Hmm. Um, I would say Gravity is going to be become a classic. Hmm. Um, yeah. I think it f- it fits the kind of realm of big spectacle filmmaking mixed with new things that you haven't seen before, mixed with being a good movie. Yeah. Um, not necessarily. I wonder about that, because... Because I, I wouldn't call it a game-changer, like people say that for Avatar, for which Av- I think I, applies. That's exactly what I was
1: thinking, too, which is, like, you know, people will say that, oh, Avatar did different things with the technology, and, it is, like, the storyline was so bold, and it's a classic, but I think that's a little bit more, quote-unquote, accessible for I, more audience I, I, members. I, yeah,
0: gra- gravity's made, like, uh, half a billion worldwide. No, no, no I mean I <laughs> People no, no. want it as a gravity, I, and it's well-liked by everybody.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, but, it, those
0: two things go very well together.
1: Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like,
0: in terms of, like... Kids going on to see it and wanting like avatar or gravity toys. Even kids could see. Gra- I mean, regardless of certain things going yeah. on emotionally, I think kids could. see I'm not saying kids need to see gravity, but at the same well, time, I, I do. I mean, if kids are seeing Avatar, which I think also has heavy stuff in it, despite being a very fun and colorful movie, yeah, I think they could see yeah, gravity like in a forty-five minute war
1: sequence. Yeah,
0: I think they could appreciate the visuals going on in Gravity yeah. for the most part. I'm not again. I'm not saying that that's the must, but like, yeah. I think I can mention Twelve Years a Slave again. I think you're, you're providing a definitive story. Right. Of slavery and so In terms philosophy. of rewatchability, I wouldn't say that. I would well, I mean, do you later. watch Schindler's List? Yeah, I can keep bringing up the Schindler's List yeah. now. Who watches Schindler's List over and over and over again? Is it a Three classic? Three people, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Steven Silver watches it. Uh, Sharknado, I think that's kind of destined yeah. to become... I was, like, was going to say uh, Nebraska, just because
1: it's black and white. But it's a really <laughs> <classic>. <laughs> It's so hard to find that. It's just because. classic. Yeah, you know, it's a classic. But definitely, uh, I definitely think that... Uh, uh, I do like Nebraska, but there are some other things that I hope are become would become classics too like of this year. If the Hunger Games
0: really plays out like no. as a as a series. as a as a series as a trilogy, I'm not I don't know if it's going to become a holy trinity of trilogies that joins the ranks of others. But I mean, that's...
1: yeah, I mean like you know, The Matrix is doing pretty well.
0: If you're into that sort of
1: thing, yeah. Yeah. you know, <laughs> Wachowski starship.
0: Yeah, to be continued on the classics question. Okay, Jason asks, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Good question, Jason. Ken, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Oh. <laughs> Personal favorite? Uh, it's purely due to nostalgia Home Alone 2. Oh.
3: Lost in uh, New York? Lost in yeah. New York? Yeah. A yeah.
0: Superior sequel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did
3: the
1: Wet Bandits get out of prison? <laughs> it's
0: they not. It slid a out.
3: It's not a great movie buddy any means But I love that movie I've watched it Most Christmases Growing up And as a result that just It's associated with Christmas for me But uh, on a more serious note Obviously Die Hard Probably Boom I mean, <laughs> I mean whatever
1: Happened to Argyle
0: <laughs> Yo <laughs> That
1: guy was just Jamming He's like one of the Best
0: sidekicks ever <laughs> As in punching out the other guy's his career peaked, <laughs> obviously. It, I mean, yeah, he's not though, but the highlight of his career. Uh,
1: obviously, it's Home Alone, uh, again, for nostalgia reasons, and I think it's just because it's one of those things that I, I watched when I was eight, so I was like, wow, Kevin McCallister's eight years old, just like me, and he's going out and buying all these groceries and milk and answering questions like with a, with a really stupid, I don't know, sass. But yeah, I, I also Way to like pride the, your movie, eh? <laughs> <laughs> But I like the sentimental parts of it. I like the music in it. John Williams' score is really good. It's um, the also, best thing. Yeah, there's also a lot of good Christmas church songs in it that he he mm-hmm. did special for the for the movie that I enjoy a lot. Um, so that's my go-to. I mean, more recently there are some more modern things like Elf that I, I would go find myself repeat watching. But definitely Home Alone. Yeah. Best part of the movie: Buzz, your girlfriend,
3: Woof! <laughs> 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 i <laughs>
0: I mean, A Christmas Story is an obvious one for me. I mean, that, it's on 24 hours all yeah. the time. Yeah, there's a, there's a reason. It's amazing. Yes, <laughs> Thanksgiving. All right, let's start
3: the 24 hour marathons
2: of Christmas.
0: It only Change happens on Christmas old Day old on TBS. It's fantastic. I love Christmas stories. Oh, that I can, for a commercial. I watch it a lot throughout the day of Christmas because it's on and it's never not born to watch. And that's a true classic right there. Like yeah, I can always is, watch that yeah, movie. Very true. Um, that Die Hard, obviously, in Bruges and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang in Bruges are quick. Oh, becoming man. just I Kiss kiss, kiss Bang Bang it's one of the movies I've watched the most like ever and it's just like it, I can watch that always um, I think i you're the first one I've ever heard say in Bruges that's a Christmas movie but I just want to see where you go. yeah, yeah. it is well, one thing it takes place at Christmas but, um, yeah. <laughs> and, um, Elf is a good one for sure and uh, what was I just... Th- oh, Love Actually, of course. Love- I love Love Actually. Oh, yeah, that's you awesome. watched where that was, that, was, that was Yeah, scooter never seen it before, so Scoots. I watched it with him the other day. They yeah, were, I saw it for the I, first time this to year, too. I can, yeah, that's an easy movie to
1: watch again and again on Christmas. I mean, we chatted about this recently, but those guys in that cast, they've done a lot of good things yeah, since. It's a, it's a, like, amazing things. There's
0: a, there's maybe really like, two actors that didn't go on to amount to, like, Hugh amazing Hugh Grant, things. that guy's a nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Who? <Yeah>. No, Hugh. <laughs> no. Hugh? Hugh? <laughs> All right, it's British.
1: Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> yeah. And the next question from Izzy is: Who is an unlikely to be cast as a bad guy that you'd love to see uh,
0: in the role? Okay, so who, who's so, like who generally plays yeah. like a good guy character that would be great to see as a bad guy character? Yeah.
1: And uh, he's he's doing one. I could right say now, hero or
0: like, villain, but that's too easy. Apparently, <laughs> it's a good question, Izzy, because
1: uh, he's doing one right now. But Steve Carell's going to be playing like uh... well,
0: Steve Carell played a dick in the way way back. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I've already seen him.
1: A... He's going to be playing like uh, an even and even more bur- vicious like, murderer in this upcoming film about ice hockey in Pennsylvania. Yeah, whatever.
0: that's the, what's that, What who's directing that? Have ever that uh, forget. I forget. I'm excited to
1: see just because, uh, I like, I like, the Oh, it's director. the guy that
0: did, um, Capote, I think, I'm pretty sure. Perhaps. And
1: Moneyball, um, but I like, I like what Steve Pearl is doing with his career and I think that's one of those things where it's, you know, you're, you're Foxcatcher, that's the movie. Yeah, Foxcatcher. Foxcatcher. Yeah, you're living funny was, guy yeah. and, um, and uh, you just expand. And I mean, I've
0: been sticking up for Steve Carell the past two years of the way way back and the Seeking the freaking for the end of the world. Uh, he's yeah. he's been being very diverse with his role choices, mixing with these you know standard comedies like right. Anchorman Two, Anchorman obviously, too, yeah. where he's got a, a highlight reel in it. <laughs> Other other vill- good guy actors that could play villains. Has Elijah Wood been a villain? Yes. Yeah. Really. S- I, which Sin one? City is uh, an obvious uh, one right there that you love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And well, this year like, he was Maniac, yeah. which is this incredibly <laughs> sick movie. Um, but he was always he was always good in the good son. Yeah, he was no Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, he, Macaulay Culkin was <laughs> a dick. Yeah, he <laughs> was home along with him. what <laughs> um, what Let's see. I was going to say Jonah Hill, but then I watched This Is The End Again the other night. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Rosemary's Baby Part 2. Rosemary's Baby. I can't... uh, (laughs) Wow, this is really happening. Um.
1: Uh, Michael (laughs) (laughs) Sarah. Another... (laughs) Another... This Is The End. Yeah,
3: exactly. (laughs) I... my first example was Liam Neeson but I
1: don't I've think seen about that too I don't know. he'd be a scary bad guy but I'm trying to it's well it's like my, he plays well he plays dark characters he plays dark right? characters I wouldn't say it no, wouldn't seem like and he's Rod al
0: Ghul. Um, it oh, wouldn't yeah, right. be too much of a oh. yeah.
1: Patton Oswald maybe
0: no, I, no I've seen Big Fan he's great in that movie <laughs> another dark one people were like screaming Tom Hanks but Anna but, uh, go but why go get a no uh, Observe and Report um <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's um, keeping us in line yeah. here with our examples Tom, but Cloud Atlas or Tom Hanks among other things he's yeah, so yeah, been like kind of yeah, well, seedy I mean, and, I mean he was having
1: demons in his head so
0: that's why he was doing
1: bad things um,
2: mm.
0: it's like always nice has Sandra Bullock ever played a villain character That's like there we go uh, <laughs> but do would I need to see Sandra Bullock as a villain yeah you uh, would, I mean the heat too the heat was a, that was a villain to me <laughs> um, what about a child actor well,
3: uh, those guys are always scary. You know? Yeah, they're creepy. <laughs> kid, creepy kids are the ones that get me. play Hugo and Ender. Oh, Asa oh, Butterfield. Yeah, yeah. Dude, what awesome is Asa Butterfield?
0: I, see, that's just naturally in them because kids are creepy. Well, he's going to yeah. become like the next A teenager. Actor, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he'll play, yeah, he'll play some, ways. yeah, some evil like jock character that like gets in some trouble with some girl and like one of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. This a great question. I'm just not doing it. Just please think of. Okay. <laughs> yeah, feel free to, to jump it out at any time. Joshua asks, "Are you a Dave, are you David Lynch fans? If so, what's your favorite Lynch movie? I am not a huge David Lynch fan. David Lynch, Elephant Man, Dune, uh, Mulholland Drive. Um, uh, what's the one on the Blue Velvets? Um, I will say that I can't talk about the Elephant Man without getting really emotional, so I go by that as my default. That's, there, there's a movie that's like a classic that like, oh, I, yeah. don't, I can't ever purchase. I can't. It, um, it, um, and obviously, I mean, the Twin Peaks TV series and whatnot, um, England Empire. Uh, Eraserhead. I know a lot of people love Eraserhead cult fans and everything. I'm not a big fan of Eraserhead. Honestly, I'm just not a big David Lynch fan. It's... I like Blue Velvet, and I like... um, I like... uh, I get emotional about Elephant Man, and Mulholland Drive I just haven't seen in years to really appreciate if I have. Mm -hmm. But... um,
1: Yeah, I'd say I'm not a huge fan either, and that's primarily because uh, I haven't really seen as much of his work, so
3: yeah just yeah. Elephant Man and Maholin Drive here I really like Maholin Drive and Elephant I mean Elephant Man's great I need again to see, I'll never watch I can't, it not yeah it's
0: too much for me I can't I need, I need to see Maholin Drive again but even then like it's still like I, I can't say that I, I go out of my way to see David Lynch films although Blue Velvet's pretty I, I like that one for what it's doing so I guess the answer's a solid no on all of them <laughs> Steve I'd
1: say so suck it Josh <laughs> <laughs> Next question from Izzy is You have a choice of a detective show like the upcoming True Detective. What two actors do you choose?
0: True Detective is the upcoming HBO series HBO's starring Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, which I can't wait to watch. Yeah, this looks, looks it pretty it looks fantastic. Amazing. From director Carrie Fukunawa, who did um, Sim Nombre and the Jane Eyre remake not too long ago. I, yeah, all uh, that. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Abe, for getting in on that one. Um, okay, so we can get some actors, put them in a detective show. What do we have? Well, is it is it a
1: comedy detective show? Abe, hey,
0: like... you got to choose the actors first, and I'll oh, tell you. snap. Okay,
1: mm-hmm. so I'm going to go with... Uh, Mm, let's go with the uh, H. John Benjamin. And, Archer, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Coach, McGurk. it makes it makes sense, right? And then Wall Just the voice, like he's well,
0: okay. So H. John Benjamin's like a talking cat, like one of those. <laughs> <laughs> go on.
1: That means we have to we have to pair him with Tom Hanks because he did Turner and Hooch. So, so so it had to be like Turner and. Can it just be Hooch? Let's just have Hooch instead. The Hooch. Hooch. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone likes that Hooch. <laughs>
0: Can that Todd Hanks is really something over there they'll Let's call it look. no no they'll call it hooch done it yeah. <laughs> get out it's like six <laughs> seasons and a movie <laughs> we'll be right back like what are we, what are we on commercials now um it's like who done it, but all these moments. Put away Huge that story. dirty old index card where you wrote Hooch Done It down eight years ago and are waiting to get that joke
1: out. Woo <laughs> 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 like, there's like a scene where the, the We should the really answer, answer the, this question at yeah. some point. <laughs> are well, he's just interrogating some guy and like you just see Hooch, he's just licking himself. He's like <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> But if you want like a, a serious thing, I I guess you uh Well, in terms of like a serious drama, Go on yeah. The comedy I think we I think we've nailed that part down pretty good.
0: Did we? Go on. Yeah. yeah. Who would you have?
1: I don't know. For, for a serious drama, I'd go with uh, Aaron Newerth and, and Abe Mua. Primer like, 2. Aaron and yeah. Abe are back. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be a great drama. You know, just like, you know, a 17 year murder mystery. I, I'm the drunk detective. I want right? to go, like,
0: really like crazy old crazy. and, like, really young now for some reason. What? I want to go, like, really old and really young. Let's get Helen Mirren and Chloe Barrett's. <laughs> 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 They're DEA agents. They're going there. They have to go. They have to go on spring break to investigate something. Done. Of Red course. Yeah. Chloe's the Maverick. That no, Chloe's no. the Maverick.
1: We need Steve Buscemi to cameo as like no, another. seriously, guy.
3: I, I was actually going to say Steve Buscemi as an, I guess, the serious character. I, I want like him the, to be an older. I, if we're going on serious, note, yeah. I'd like to see him uh, offset by a more um, straightforward, a straight edge, balanced character. Because I would like to see him Friend really of the show Kyle Chandler. I would like to see him oh, getting like, yeah, lost he, in his own mystery. Like well, I, I could see him. I like getting yeah, I'm I sorry, to cut you
1: off. Well, no, no, no. I, speaking of that, like if it's like old Yag again, yeah. See, we and uh, who's the Parks and Rec guy?
0: Which one, Chris, uh, Chris Pratt? Chris Pratt. Yeah, I mean, he could be, I'd like to see Chris Pratt do more in general, like so more I serious mind stuff. That.
1: That'd be that really interesting. I was watching
0: yeah, some yeah. older Parks and Rec episodes with Chris Pratt where, where he's he has a, less where, where, goofy. Where, where now he's less goofy. No, where still big because now he's all yeah. cut for from Guardians of the, of the Galaxy, Galaxy from Zero Dark Thirty. Like it looks good now. Yeah. Like that, That's how I said he looks good now. Like, like I'm like smothering. Aaron Stays like, Good. Like this. <laughs> if I had the body of Chris Pratt right now, I would be a. cut. Yeah.
3: Yeah, a, a psychological thriller with Steve Buscemi and like a st-
1: more straight edge cop, I thought it would be really interesting. That would be good. Yeah. I like that. We should greenlight that. Hollywood, are you listening to our shows?
0: <laughs> let me dial the phone. Hollywood? Alright, that's enough for that. Hollywood here! <laughs> His vaudevillian routine yeah. just right <laughs> at He's now a receptionist. I'm in the other room juggling like, cats. Yeah, how can I help you out? Like, Hold
1: on, let me get Scorsese on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Mighty!
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, what else what else happens in this phone call? <laughs> Alright, let's get to another question. <laughs> Mark's with his
1: eyebrows answer.
0: Uh, George Valco asks I don't know why I read his last name. I don't tend to do that, but I did anyway. Thank you, George. What's your favorite international film of the year? Uh, I know I've seen plenty. Abe, have you seen it? Man any? of Tai Chi. It's good. Did you see it? I did not see it. You didn't see see
1: it it's, IG. it's so solid. <laughs> it's on
0: media. It's also and on And it's not international. Yeah. Well, actually, they mostly well, speak Mandarin in that movie, but whatever.
1: I haven't actually seen that many. Yeah. Um,
0: I've seen a few this year. The Hunt is the one I keep recommending. Oh, right. Mads Mickelson yeah. Hannibal, now, yeah. um, <laughs> Blachieff, uh, Casino Royale. <laughs> <laughs> um, La, the Hunt, The La Hunt, the Hunt is a fantastic film very dark again not one that I probably re- I might rewatch it because it's just so good he's so that's such a great acting performance in that movie but that's been my favorite one of my favorite movies of the year in general anyway so I've been really strong on that film uh, Blue is the Warmest Color um, it's a really solid romantic drama about love that's also three hours explicit but very explicit mm-hmm. could be two and a half hours if you cut some stuff out can't think of
3: any. Yeah, the only yeah. one I can think of it, I haven't seen it yet The Wind Rises because it's a new the Wind Rises. There we go. The Wind Rises I'm yeah, really looking forward to. There's that. the one from
0: Saudi Arabia, Wajidah that oh, I wanted yeah, to see that yeah. I missed. The Past is another one. That's one from the director of A Separation, a film that was amazing the year that came out and this is the new one from that director starring been, the actress from the, art, the artist uh, yeah. Berenice Bejo. Uh, that's one that I wanted to try and catch before the end of the year. But no, The Hunt is the one that I just reached to as my... Mm-hmm. Nice international film. I think that's on Netflix Instant Watch streaming now. See the hunts, people. It's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, oh. that's the one with uh, Nathan Lane, right? Mouse hunt. Mouse hunt. Yeah, Nathan Lane. It's fantastic. Let's see, let's that was see. a lot of good questions. Let's see if yeah. I can pull. Yeah. Let's favorite. see if I can pull one more out here from the bottom. That we've been seeing even for Yep. Let's see. Here's a good one to end on. Okay, this one's from Izzy. Uh, and I watched this movie during the break during during Christmas Izzy break just really recently. By the way. He does. <laughs> Thanks, uh, here's a good one. You have a double-barreled shotgun pointed to your face. a la Gene Hackman versus Danny Devito in the in Heist. Great David, David Mamet movie from two thousand circa two thousand one. Thanks, Izzy, for providing the date. What are your last words?
1: Delete my internet browser that seems, history. That seems, <laughs> <laughs>
0: That scene in Heist, by the way, Hackman's holding up a spoilers. Hackman's holding up a, a shotgun to Dan Vito's face, and Vito's like, "Don't you want to hear my last words?" And Hackman's just like, "I just did." Then he shoots him. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers. It's such a like <laughs> badass moment for Gene Hackman. That's such a big that's how I we know, should end, like, <laughs> That's how we should end life. Like that'd be a great like... <laughs> I just did. Like if credits were to come up on somebody's life, that'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like if we have a God forbid Gene Hackman dies sometime very soon, but I hope he does. He play like, right? I think he's a great actor. He's retired. He's living it up. Good for him. Him and Sean Connery should party. But if he did die, <laughs> if they showed like a montage reel of his scenes, that'd be an amazing that'd like the last, last one. Show oh, yeah. I just did. That'd be- <laughs> Like,
1: 20 years from now, when they have, like, that, that you know, in retrospective, in memoriam for yeah. Academy Awards, like, that's the one that... That's if similar. I made my own
0: personal Hackman sizzle reel, it ended with that. And it, if I made anybody sizzle Everyone reel, it might end with that scene. <laughs> Ken, do you have awards you would end with? <laughs> you had a shotgun pointed at your face?
3: Oh, yeah, I'll just quote Rorschach's famous monologue in uh, Watchmen again. <laughs> <laughs> or I'd just try to actually get away with humor and say hey your shoe's untied
0: and see maybe if you actually distract him for a second and get away (laughs) try and run away yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'd probably sing some song you know distract him but no I'd I'd probably sing something (laughs) (laughs) baby (laughs) I'm bored how are you this is a problem something (laughs)
1: Good job, Eric. That's part of the show now. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think that silliness is going to have to do it for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to end it. That's a great way to end it. No, thank you, everybody, though, for submitting questions to the Facebook page. And we should really get on that Twitter page as well, twitter.com slash underscore podcast. That would really help out the show. Yeah, we're,
1: we've been uh, we've been tweeting at celebrities. They don't tweet back.
0: That's going to do it. Uh, for this special bonus episode, we talked about Walter Mitty, we talked about the Wolf of Wall Street, and then we bullshitted our way through a whole bunch of questions. So, with that in mind, you can find more of my work, my actual written work, that's way more professional than the last 20 minutes of this podcast at DakotaZeke.com. You can find all my written movie reviews as well as at YSoBlue.com. We've all been doing our top ten lists at YSoBlue for Blu-rays and movies and various other things. You can find it all there. And follow me at Twitter, Twitter.com slash Aaron's PS4. You can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.buzz.com
1: and Twitter.com slash walrusmoose. No hashtag this week. I was weird, but
0: yeah. there's so many, there's so much hashtag potential right now.
1: Hashtag everything.
0: There you go. That's all you needed. That's all you needed. If we were a TV show, that appear on the top, left, the corner.
1: Hashtag of I already
0: did. Ken, do, do people find you anywhere? Does that on Facebook. Yep. That's about it. All right, <laughs> You can find all the other episodes of Out Now with their name on iTunes, also at hhwlod.com. That is the podcast network that hosts our site, along with other shows, including the Walking Dead TV podcast, the Pod Cranecast, both featuring myself, <laughs> as well as other shows about comics, games, and other fun stuff like that. I will never get tired of saying the Pod Cranecast, because it is the best Sleepy Hollow title podcast there is.
1: <laughs> you guys also find all of our episodes over at outnow.podmag.com, as well as YouTube, youtube.com slash podcast.
0: Uh, out, out podcast at gmail.com feel free to let us know your thoughts on if you're having, if you're screaming out answers to any of these questions that we were just trying to make our way through i'm not sure <laughs> michael bay directed that commercial just saying
1: uh at at gmail.com also on Arthur Silver at Facebook.com slash as well as twitter.com slash
0: You can of course also follow us on Tumblr where Abe occasionally posts random pictures and I try to get stuff that's related to the actual episodes of every week. And of course e- email us, voicemail leave us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. You can, you know.
1: It's like our Corey Hotline. <laughs> <laughs> it's like our it's like our Corey Hotline. <laughs> the time right now is ten
3: Thirty seven. That billion receptionist
0: answering. <laughs> you no, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, the out- <laughs> no, I podcasts, yeah. I'm having a day podcast, yeah. I'm juggling chainsaws. <laughs> I stepped up from cats. <laughs> Alright. Thank you, Ken, for joining us and letting us use your home to record this podcast. Oh my pleasure. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that's gonna do it. We—I don't even. What day is it? It's the twenty eighth. Yes. Now I yes. kind of figure we're not gonna get another one out before the end of this year. So happy New Year to happy all the New. listeners. Yeah. Pew
1: pew pew pew. All of
0: that. You gonna insert a fireworks sound back <laughs> there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. impromptu. Well, yeah. Thanks for all the listening, ship. We'll have a top ten episode up in sometime in the early next year. We'll also have a review for her at some point. It's once Abe yes. sees it, basically. Yeah. And um, until next time, so long. And goodbye. Adios.